And now we come to what I hope is the exciting part. Because it's been quite a journey, hasn't it, over these last four years or so. And tonight is about not just looking back and giving thanks, but also looking forward and inviting you to continue to partner with us in the journey that the Lord is inviting us onto. I want to start, though, by thanking particularly Sarah and Helen over there. They were so visionary in their uh, approach to looking for survival and growth for St. Barnabas. We sat down over many meetings to discuss our heart and our vision, and they were always inspiring, always hopeful, and always prayerful. So can we give them a big round of applause? And we've got a small little gift for you. A small little gift of appreciation of, of what you have done. And, it, and I have to say, it has been such a joy. And, and sitting next to them as well is Harry. Harry has been uh, our curate. Not just, a, not just like any old curate. He's been super curate, pioneer, extraordinaire. And uh, Harry, I know that, that it hasn't always been easy. It's been a real challenge. And at times, uh, because of all that's gone on, because of COVID and vacancy, you've had to carry an awful load. And I just wanted to do, say thank you to you. And we're praying for you in your future. And you've done a great job. But let's just go back a moment and remember why we started this journey. See, at St. Paul's, we have always been passionate about mission. It is right in the core of the DNA of this church, right from its inception. Taking up the challenge to go and make disciples, to bind up the brokenhearted, to be good news to the poor, is what St. Paul's has been founded on. The history that we have of generously supporting mission across this nation and the two-thirds world is absolutely extraordinary. We take so seriously our mission in our workplaces We went through uh, uh, a number of studies to help us and to guide us. But we also recognize that geographically, we we have been a really small parish. And we struggled to serve the poorest in our wider area and to connect them with with our church. At St. Barnabas, on the other hand, you have been extraordinarily embedded in your local community. The community that contains Court Ward, 
identified as one of the most deprived and needy areas in Surrey, particularly with particular challenges in child poverty, with over 26% of children classified as living in low income, and 21% of pensioners uh, living in, in great need. Alongside great mental health needs, with one of the highest uh, percentages of mental health needs in Europe. Yet, you also recognise that you, as an existing small congregation, didn't have the resources to continue that work. That work the Lord laid in your ha- on your hearts, and you were threatened with closure. And it is this combination, then, that has been the foundation of the partnership. The resources of St. Paul's alongside the opportunity at St. Barnabas. On one level, on paper, this has always looked like an obvious partnership. But it has required both of us to step out of our comfort zone, or perhaps more poignantly and accurately, stepping out of the boat to respond to the call of Jesus. At St. Barnabas, that has involved changing the style of worship, Or here at St. Paul's, leaving the morning congregation and joining in with the missional community at St. Barnabas. And I want to share with you this evening three examples of where we are beginning to see the kingdom of God breaking out already. Often, You may have heard me say that we need to look to see what the Lord is doing, that we can join in with him. Whenever you're seeking God's guidance, look to see where God is already at work. And we have seen this as what we're doing um, at St. Barnabas, especially on a Friday. Epsom Food Bank came to us to say we need a new home. Can we come and join us? The local GPs came to us and said, we need a way of connecting with our local community. Can we come to St. Barnabas? Can we give you some money? Yes, please. (laughs) Since September, we have opened our doors on a Friday to Food Bank. We've opened our doors to a social prescribing hub run by the local GPs. We have seen renovations take place. CAP is already at work. And the next stage will be in November when we start up an advice cafe in the morning where a number of these organizations are going to come together and create a community hub serving this needy local community where CAP, Food Bank, uh, NHS, uh, housing associations, uh, CAB, uh, and others will come together all at the same time. And and the invitation for us is to pray and to offer a a place of prayer, uh, but also a place of welcome. Secondly, 
Since January, we have really built on the foundations of Harry and others in developing and evolving our Sunday worship. And what I have loved is that authenticity and intimacy that we have had. Sarah and Anna have, have taken the, uh, the step to, to lead us in new ways. Emma Paxton-Brown joining us on team has enabled us to kick on with this development. We are making that first Sunday of the month particularly accessible to families. And we're looking to launch an intergenerational service on the third Sunday of each month. I often talk about how do we take the Sunday into the everyday and the everyday into Sunday. And this is what we're beginning to see at St. Barnabas. With Barney's on, uh, on a Tuesday, which started with just a very small number with, uh, with uh, Harry and Karen and Anne-Marie and Sonia and Fiona and a few others. They had a vision and it started with just two or three. And now there are over 50 attending regularly. We're looking to start a life group uh, with some of those mums. For me personally, perhaps the most encouraging group that I'm part of is a leadership community of around 16 or so, where we are, where we are eating together, praying together, and daring to dream together. Perhaps that shouldn't be surprising. This is a model that we see in the early church. And what I'm loving to see is how this group are taking responsibility for growing and developing the community of St. Barnabas. There's so much more I could tell you about, and I'm happy a bit later to answer any questions. I could tell you about my participation in the East Surrey Truth and Poverty Commission, looking for solutions to the root causes of poverty. I could tell you about our increased partnerships with charities who are working with the most vulnerable, such as Love Me, Love My Mind, Sunnybank Trust. I could talk about the launch of our Make Lunch Club, working alongside our local families trapped in poverty. I could talk about how we want to develop a new prayer space at St. Bees. I could talk about the physical changes that we have made. But I would love you to come and have a look to find out for yourself. But now I want, to, I want you to hear from two people who have been part of this journey. I want to invite Anna and uh, Julian to come up. I would like, as these guys are speaking, perhaps for you to be consider whether you, the Lord is pray, prompting you to be involved. I'd like you to consider this not for your, not to come and just help out, but because I believe that if you do, you will find your faith come alive in new ways. But let's hear from these guys. Anna, Julian. So Anna, um, you and your family, you were key members of St. Barnabas for many years. Just love to hear from you a little bit how you can contrast where we are now at St. B's and where, we, where you were three years ago or so. 
Okay. <laughs> so um, three, four years ago, we were at the beginning of our second interregnum in, what, three years? Sorry if I get the dates wrong. But quite unexpectedly thrown into another interregnum, which is a difficult time for a church where you really need to pull together and uh, pull all your resources in and really try and come through together. And that's a difficult, a difficult thing to do, especially when your church body, your numbers are getting smaller and smaller and people are working as hard as they can um, and really, you know, working all out, but just feeling like you're not really having the strength to keep going and doing all the things that you want to do. And that was quite a downtime, I think. I think we did feel quite low at that time. I did, being honest. Um, and embarrassed Paul here, but actually in the September of 2019, I think, um, as Paul came as one of the visiting clergy to St. Barnabas, they came to help take services on a rotor basis, which was fantastic. It's the first time I'd ever met Paul, I think. And he came to the church and took the service. And I just thought, well, God, this is who we need. <laughs> um, it just was such a strong feeling that came out of no logic or anything. It was just a real strong feeling that this was the person that God was calling to St. Barnabas. I was like, oh, well, he can't come because he's at St. Paul's, but there we go. And that was that, really. And then it was only afterwards that I heard from Paul that he felt a really strong calling himself to St. Barnabas. And again, he didn't know in what form that would take. Um, so it just felt like God was already starting the work or carrying on the work, um, which was exciting. At that point, I think, in our church life, I'd come to the point of thinking, well, God, we've tried this, we've tried this, we've tried this. We're still shrinking, we're still dwindling. And we'd, we'd prayed, we'd fought, we'd done so much to try and keep the church going. Like the previous interregnum, we'd actually clubbed together and bought a piano to help with the worship, a grand piano, as a sign of saying, God, we haven't finished with you. We pray you haven't finished with us. Um, we raised that money within about three days and bought this piano on eBay. And it was just a sign to say, we're here and we really want to align ourselves with you and keep going on this journey. Um, but I think my energies had certainly run very low about three years back. Um, and it was like, well, we've had prophecies, we've had prayer, but God, are you now saying it's time to close? Are you now saying that's it? The diocese said we're too small to have a vicar. Um, we can't have a vicar. Um, what's going to happen now? So it was a really difficult time. And you've heard all the things that Paul's saying and that transformation has happened really in the last sort of year and a half. And it's astonishing, really, um, because I'd got to that point of thinking, well, if, if God really wants us to close, then let it be. Don't let it be me standing in the way and just let him call us to the next place. And I'll accept that if that's the right step. And God was clearly saying, no, <laughs> there's more to come. And... Um, the blessings are going to come on. Thank you. Now, Julian. You and Anna Hills have made the leap into the community of St. Barnabas. How have you found it? And what would you say about anyone else who's thinking 
about coming down. On the one hand, it wasn't very easy. I've been a part of this uh, church community in St. Paul's for about 25 years. We got married here. And we have a lot of friends. Um, But I was feeling comfortable. It was easy. I knew exactly what I was doing. And when, but when I heard that there was this possibility of connecting with St. Barnabas, and I heard what the needs were, I thought, this feels like something where I might be useful at last. Now, I have to say, you probably know, I've been quite involved in St. Paul's in a number of different ways. And I've loved all of it. Still do. But there was something saying, actually, I want more. And, uh, and as we started sort of hearing about how God was moving, um, as Hilary, my wife, puts it, she, she experienced FOMO, fear of missing out. Because if God's there, why, why not get involved? I don't want to miss out on that. Um, so we, got it, we, we started sort of going along. I have to say, uh, it felt so homely going to St. Barnabas. They were so lovely and accepting uh, of, of us and our mistakes. And um, we have immediately felt part of a community there. And it's been a real privilege over the last year or so getting to know them, walk alongside them. I think, for me, it's felt like um, coming down off a mountain, across the valley, and being taken up to a ridge uh, where all the St. Barnabas people are, and looking over the ridge into the valley, and just seeing so much need. But of course, with that comes so much opportunity. And I think that's probably my, uh, my message to you, is I know you lot from St. Paul's. I know what a gloriously talented, lovely bunch of people you are. And I feel like there is not one of you that could not go to St. Barnabas and be twice as helpful. But it doesn't really matter whether you can or can't play the guitar or do the finances or, or, or whatever, or even work at the sound desk. Actually, I think the, the biblical precedent is that God takes people who are available and he makes them useful. So I suppose my challenge to anyone here would be, can I invite you just to come for four Sundays, not necessarily in a row, might be helpful not to do it in a row, maybe once a month, and just sit and be. Do you know, for all the things I get involved in St. Barnabas, and there are a few, I sometimes think the most valuable thing I can do is just sit on a chair on Sunday morning. I have to tell you, you don't need many qualifications for that. You don't need a degree. You don't need a certificate. You don't even need to go on a training course. Just sit 
and be. And actually, I can tell you from having been up front in St. Barnabas a few times, just seeing lots of people sitting in their chairs makes a huge difference. You become part of the body of Christ, worshipping God, and it makes a huge difference. So I'm going to challenge you to just come for four Sundays and sit and be, and let God show you how he can use you in ways you were not expecting. Thank you, Julian. So, Anna, three years ago, you wondered if it would continue. I've heard a little bit about where we are now. What about your hopes and dreams now for the future? Where, where do you long for us to be in maybe three years' time? Oh, God, oh, well, that's a really hard question. Sorry. Um, I don't have hopes and dreams beyond wanting, longing that we align ourselves with God and whatever he wants is where we go. I, it's not about my hopes and my dreams. I, that, that's nothing. But where is God wanting us? Where is he calling us? And I do want to see us deepening. There's lots going on groups and organizations and so on and I feel we need to make the foundation so strong that we're really embedding everything so deeply in prayer and you're really getting that building up that building up the body um, building up our own spiritual life and depth and creating really firm foundations and that when people come into St. Barnabas they just feel God's love um, just as they walk in, boom. And, and not just when they walk in, but as they walk past. Just walking down Temple Road. <sighs> wow, what's that? That's yeah. my longing, really. Fantastic. And talking of prayer, Julian, if we were going to pray, how, how can we pray? I think that we will see the opportunities We'll have the wisdom to know how to meet them. The courage to step out in faith. And the energy to see it through. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much, guys.